The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. Time now for our weekly personal finance spot with Charlie Weston, personal finance editor of the Irish Independent. Charlie, you were with us on Monday to discuss pension auto enrolment, and we got an enormous amount of queries in from listeners. So we decided we would actually return to it just to get a little bit more detail now, a couple of days on. Who is this for, this pension auto enrolment? Yeah, it's for those people out there, Matt, who uh, don't have any works pension, don't have any occupational pension or private pension. You're talking about initially this this scheme will cover about 750,000 people and it's in addition to the state pension. It's just kind of to supplement that. Um, the state pension is, is all well and good and, you know, compared with some other countries, it isn't bad. Uh, you know, when, when, when the, um, when, when, when the, Budget increase goes through. You're talking about it being about fourteen thousand euros a year when you include the Christmas bonus. You know that that's all very well, but if you're on a, a kind of an average wage of forty five thousand euros, you're going to face a sixty percent drop in your income in old age. So that state pension mat would cover you for your food and your heating, but would it would it pay for holidays? Probably not. And would it pay for you know the meals out? So the idea here is to have a have an additional supplement supplementary pension for those something like sixty five percent of people in the private sector who just have the state pension to rely on. They don't have any other additional pension. That's who it's aimed at, Matt. Okay. And what exactly does auto enrolment mean? It just means, Matt, that you know you don't have to do anything if you're kind of if you fit into the if you tick the boxes for this scheme, you know it'll apply to people between the ages of twenty and sixty, and and people on between twenty thousand and eighty thousand euros. If you tick that box, sorry, between twenty three and sixty, if you tick that box, you your employer will have to automatically sign you up for this, and you know, you you'll have to make a contribution, and your employer will have to make a contribution. And the state will make a contribution towards it as well. So, you know, you can opt out, but you, you, you're automatically enrolled into it, Matt. This is a, a kind of an idea that's worked in a lot of countries. Uh, you know, Australia has this, the, um, they, 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 ha- they have a scheme like this. They're super, they call it in Australia, and they love it. They've Kiwi Saver in New Zealand. They've Nest in the UK. So you're automatically signed into it, and you have to consciously decide to get out of it so you'd have to go online and fill out a form or write a letter and and experience has shown around the world that people are kind of reluctant to do that they'll probably give out about it they'll complain that it's a it's a an extra cost to them but you know a few very few people actually go to the trouble of, of, of either opting out or stopping their contributions what if you change job yeah, Matt. It's designed to be portable. It's 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 yours. So you you, you get access to to you know you get a, a a number and a code put into a website, and you'll be able to see it. And it goes with you. So if you're moving around a lot of jobs, and a lot of these people who it'll apply to are, are moving from job to job regularly, and sure, we're all doing that these days. It, it it will go with you. It it stays with you. It's kind of it's not fixed to any one job. It's just when you move it to the other job, your employer will have to get the details of it so, so they can pay into it. Okay. Um, now, if you actually do go into this, how much money are you going to have to pay on top of your PAYE, your PRSI, and your USC? Well, that's an interesting one, Matt. You, you know, you take the first couple of years now; it's going to be one and a half percent for the employee of their gross salary of their gross salary now the problem is it's going to come out of your net salary i think that's going to have to be changed when they're looking at this in the committee stage because 
that doesn't seem very fair to do it that way. But you look, take somebody on €45,000, Matt, which is around the average industrial wage, or average wage, say, um, 1.5% works out at about €56 a month or about €14 a week. So over a year, it's about €675. So that's what will come out for the first couple of years. Sorry, that's out of your after-tax income, isn't it? It is an after-tax, Matt. Yeah, no, I think they need to change that, you know, know, because, you know, um, it's standard for for pension arrangements where it comes out of your gross. So, I mean, I think that's that's something that's it's glaring and sticking out. I see... Insurance Ireland pointing that out. Uh, Maya, Maya uh, Murdoch has a piece in the Irish Independent today pointing out that that's unfair. So, look, at that's something that can be changed at committee level. Amendments can be made because uh, I don't think that should stick. That, that's, that's, that's a glaring uh, error there, I think. OK, so the employer puts in money, the government puts in money. Say you do this throughout your entire working lifetime. What sort of pension pot will you get at the end of it on top of the state contributory pension that you would get as a result of your PSRI payments? Yeah, you know, it's not going to be riches now, but it's not bad either, Matt. You take somebody on €40,000 who who signs up for this scheme pretty young, you know, and they they, they contribute into it for, for their working life, you know, even allowing for maybe a year or two in Australia. €40,000 their entire life, they would have a pension pot of about €650,000. Now, this is calculations done by the Department of Social Protection, the, you know, the, so that would give them. I'd say if they go and buy a, an annuity, which are not good value, there are other options. But anyway, supposing they do buy an annuity, it would give them about eighteen thousand euros uh, of an annual pension. You add that to your fourteen thousand euros state pension, you're looking at about thirty thirty two thousand euros a year, which you know is is an awful lot better than than you know dropping from forty forty five thousand euros down down to just a state pension of fourteen thousand. Lots of questions coming in. Can public servants sign up to top up their own pension? Say the no, same no, you can't. It's not for them, Matt. It's not for them, Matt. They, they, they're very well provided for. It's most definitely not for those guys. They, they, they have some of the best pension arrangements in the country. It's, it's, this is about private sector workers who have no uh, pension in their, in their job. Uh, is there a scheme available for people earning under 20,000, asked David, because it seems extremely unfair that these people would be excluded. It is actually, Matt. You know, I mean, you know, many people on a minimum wage now are going to be left out of this. Again, I mean, that these are the proposals that have been put together. The department came out with what they called a straw man. They said, look, this is what we're proposing. You knock it down. You tell us what you think should be done better. And, and, and this, you know, they're proposing this 20,000 figure in the legislation. I think that might change. You know, when the politicians get their, their mitts on it, they, they might go in there and decide. No, that you know that that's that's just too low. But mind you, remember this is this won't be put in place for another two years. So, you know, twenty thousand euros won't go very far. Okay. Maybe in two years' time, Matt. Yeah, there's another listener saying, "I'm sixty now. Can I apply for this?" I don't think no, so. No, no. Sorry, Matt. It's 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 between twenty three and sixty is the yeah. way it's currently designed. Another listener says, "If you already have a pension with your work, can you sign up to this new government incentive also?" Uh, I don't think you'd be able to do both of them together, Matt. You'd have to maybe you could probably come to some arrangement where you could you could you could merge the two into one into one. You, know, you could put what you build up in, in in your own private pension, get what's called a buyout bond. Can be a bit expensive. You've got to get an actuary to sign off on it, and and fold the, fold what you've got already into this new scheme. You could, you could probably be able to do that. But that's a level of detail that hasn't been worked out yet. Another listener wants to know: Is the pension scheme open to the self-employed? No, unfortunately, Matt, this is not at the moment. Uh, aimed, it's just aimed at, at, at you know, 
the employed at the moment. So, you know, the, the self-employed are work for themselves. They're their own bosses. So that they don't get to sign themselves into this scheme the way it's currently designed. Now, the Irish Congress of Trade Unions have called for that. I'd say ISME would like it as well, you know. So, again, that's something that might be changed when it gets into committee stage. Uh, another listener wants to know, or says, Joe in Waterford, the state pension will eventually disappear when you have this. No, well, that's not the plan. I suppose the worry is that the state pension is, 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 is it sustainable? You have a lot of august bodies like the Irish Fiscal Council and the, the ESRI and others saying that, you know, the, 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 the level of the, that we're paying the state pensions and, and, and the kind of falling birth rate, the fact we're living longer, the fact that we'll have fewer workers in the next 50 years, 20, 30 years even, means that the, 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 the the state pension scheme will come under pressure. You know, the social insurance fund, which pays it, it will come under pressure. So look at, you know, that's why there's been controversy about changing the pension retirement age, which isn't going to happen now. But, you know, PRSI will probably have to go up. I don't think it will disappear. I do think the PRSI payments will have to rise, though, Matt, because it's not sustainable the way it is at the moment. Okay, Charlie Weston, there's loads of people sending in messages. Oh, yeah, here's a good one. What happens to your pension on your death? Will the amount be passed on to your next of kin? No, not ne- well. What you, you could, Matt, you, you, there's a way of doing that. You take your your pension at retirement, you put it into an re- approved retirement fund. It's called ARF. That then stays in your estate. Approved retirement fund. It's called. You know, and that's a better bet than buying an a, 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 an annuity because an annuity guarantees you an annual income. But if you were to die a year or two after, all the money you've saved over the years and put in your pension pot has gone to the insurance company. It's gone, Matt. Yeah, exactly. So you're taking a risk there. So, you know, this is why a lot of people are going for these approved retirement funds. The money stays invested. Now, you have to stay, take out a certain amount under the tax rules every year. And, and, and as you get older, you have to take a bit more. But it stays in the estate. If you die, it, it forms part of your estate when you're, when you're deceased. Thank you very much, Charlie Weston, personal finance editor of the Irish Independent. The last word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today and-